0: there bronze of modern gods that music that logo that guy it's richard hi richard hey john how are you doing i am okay hi everybody uh follow us on facebook and instagram at bronze of modern gods hi new people lots be of careful. new people i know <laughs> be careful uh, with those gestures look the new <laughs> look you're on the podcast you are missing out we have discovered uh facetime gestures now that work with um StreamYard here and okay richard i know you love this i'm going to be holly johnson from frankie goes to hollywood ready all right Ma-ha-ha-ya. <laughs> relax uh is this a comic book podcast i think it is hi everybody uh we've got our yes, normal- a lot nowadays <laughs> yeah, push the envelope. Uh, I was talking with someone, one of our listeners um, over the weekend, uh, DMing us. And they they made uh, a mention that they love all the inside jokes that we have here. And I said, Yeah, if, for all the new people, you will get 10% of the running jokes. So don't feel bad if we say things that you don't understand them. Stick around after about 30 days, you're going to get about 50% of the running gags. And after about 60 days, it goes back down to 10 so be prepared for that uh but you should know we have regular stuff like the underrated books of the week this week the old fart rule or we go back to 1984 viewer mail and we start off with our hot book of the week richard you sold yours
1: i did sell mine i sold mine uh over at california comic-con it is fantastic for number one the golden record reprint from 1966. uh oh. this is this is spiking because of the announcement we'll talk about in a minute of the cast for the fantastic four movie coming out in 2025 2026 i wouldn't be surprised uh, this book was published in 1966 the, the original was published in 61. um you could tell the difference between the original and this one by it's the the reprint is missing the uh price and the issue number on the cover uh, as are all of the golden record reprints and the back cover is actually an ad for uh, other uh, golden records and uh, so you can differentiate it but you know this book has the same kind of patina as the original being also being a a a 60s book it has that same kind of aging that you would get off the original and uh, i used one i had a copy as john mentioned uh, a 9.6 that I was was my placeholder for FF one, since I wasn't going to get an FF one anytime soon. Um, but it's so it's a great substitute, especially now, Yeah, especially now. Um, the nine point six for this book, uh, the last sale was 1560. Um, I mentioned that because that sale was this year it was actually in January. A uh, nine point eight. The last time it sold was in the comic boom. Of 2022 and it sold for five grand. So these prices are minuscule compared to the prices you'll pay. I was trying. I was looking at a 1.0 over California Comic Con of the original, and a 1.0 I couldn't find for any cheaper than six grand. Um, so you know, take take that. You can buy a nine six here for fifteen hundred and sixty bucks or um, uh, or 1.0 for six grand of the original. So that's why it's popular. And I think it's why it's taken off.
0: I have to ask you,
1: you sold yours two Mm -hmm. weeks,
0: two weeks ago.
1: Regrets. You know, I thought about that. I've been thinking about that ever since I saw, you know, this, this, this pick. Um, No, not really. It's, you know, it's now. There are other books in this run that I would I would have more of a hold on like Fantastic Four number five. Um, that book is important to me for a variety of reasons, and it'd be difficult for me to part with that one. But this one, this one, I didn't have a problem. It was like I said, a placeholder. I thought it was a good time to sell, and I had a grid market, and uh, I got good money for it. So I'm not I'm not
0: complaining. You had a little, uh, you got flush with cash from your sales at Comic Swap the day before, and then the day of the convention. You were uh, tempted via me by not one but two low grade Fantastic Four number ones. Uh, It was I was in a a Looney Tunes cartoon and I was grandma baking the pie, and you were Sylvester
1: following the
0: aroma. Uh, You're the little devil on my shoulder trying to get me to buy. Regrets not buying an FF one now?
1: No, I still I still don't. I still don't. I mean six grand six grand. It's is what i could talk them down to i mean mm-hmm. it was they're asking more than six i think that's what i could have gotten it for um i it not really if if it maybe if it was a higher grade and and they they presented better i i might but neither one of them were i i would say great presenting books i don't have to have up a, a number one at that price i'll be satisfied in having six thousand dollars in my pocket. <laughs> like, regrets are for losers. Just kidding. Eh, there'll you be should. some other. There'll be some other book that I'll I'll buy. You know, it's that's one thing everybody has to realize that, for, with very few exceptions, there are more books out there. If you if you miss out on that one book, that one copy, there are more copies out there you'll come across in your future. And uh, so don't look
0: at it as as I gotta buy it now kind of thing. Unless it's Venus nineteen. All right. Uh, fantastic four movie announcement uh we talked a bit about this on our members only live chat on friday uh for those of you who are not members please what's wrong with you uh this is uh our topic uh for starting off the show i like the fact that it's 1963. Uh uh-huh that's perfect yeah what do you think of the casting
1: it's it's good. Um, Vanessa, I'm not sure. I, I I haven't had a chance to look through her um, her IMDb <laughs> page. I was waiting for you to finish that sentence. <laughs> um, so I, I I'm I'm not really sure about her. Pedro Pascal is is has been as we talked in the live show. He's been just knocking it out of the park between The Mandalorian and Last of Us and. Uh, he's he's just an in-demand actor and I think he's going to do a good job in this. I'm not familiar with the other actors.
0: No. Uh, I recognize so. the one guy from, uh, oh gosh, I'm blanking now. One of the shows I watch and I, he's really good. Uh, I think he's playing the thing. Uh, Pedro's got to shave that mustache. Uh, I, I can't have Reed Richards with a mustache. I'm sorry. Um, and Vanessa Kirby, she already gets my vote because her last name. <laughs>
1: I, I think it's brilliant. You know, it's it's a good move. Uh, I don't know if brilliant is a great word, but it's a good move to pick people who aren't well-known, that are young, because they will grow into that role and have the ability to play that role for a long time. I mean, look how long yeah. Hugh Jackman played, yeah. played Wolverine uh, and still playing Wolverine.
0: Yeah. So I think it's a good uh, move. If you are freaking out about uh, Fantastic Four, I believe it's 209, first appearance of Herbie the Robot. Don't. Stop it. It's Herbie the Robot. It will go back down eventually. Uh, speaking of things going down, and uh, I don't know, Madam, <laughs> where are you going with that? <laughs> I was going to make a. It's not a misogynistic joke. I swear to God, I was talking about the box office. Madam oh. Webb got beat out this weekend by a Bob Marley biopic at the box office. Are we surprised by this? Was anyone surprised by this? We all saw the trailer. No, no, the trailer
1: was bad. And apparently it it was, you know, to a bad movie. So that's not it's not surprising. It's disappointing. Uh, I I think Sony has could spend that money and and make a good spider movie as opposed to what this was. Um, I'm you know, every time they have a bad movie, it's it sets the bar back in terms of, you know, something that could be potentially good. It makes it more, it makes Sony more risk
0: averse. So it's, it's too bad. I I can't help but believe these are lost leaders to retain the rights. Uh, they yeah. don't care. This Morbius, Craven coming, I don't think they care. I think it's, we have a contractual obligation to deliver something. And therefore we keep the rights to Spider-Man in perpetuity. And uh, it's kind of like, have you heard Warren Beatty has the rights to Dick Tracy still? No, I didn't. Still, really, because every, he he has he's contractually required to make some sort of sequel, and apparently the the verbiage is nebulous enough that what he does is he does these little TV specials that air on TCM at like two in the morning. They're like a half hour long, where he's dressed as Dick Tracy and he just talks to Leonard Maltin about crap. And that counts, they, wow. they just they just aired one like a week ago and I never heard this and I saw it online. I was like, this is an urban myth, right? It's a legend. No, it's true. Google Warren Beatty Dick Tracy rights. And it's amazing. It's these mind-numbingly banal conversations with Leonard Malton. and he's dressed, the last one it was done by Zoom. That's how much effort he's put into oh, wow. this wow. to retain rights. Why does he wanna retain the rights to Dick Tracy so bad? I don't know. He's Warren Beatty. He's nuts. Right.
1: But you know, Sony, Sony. I, I understand the the, the the desire to retain the rights, but Sony also makes Into the Spider-Verse, which mm-hmm. those movies have been amazing. And it's not just me, my particular bias talking here. They have been blockbuster
0: successes, but they take four years. That's the okay. issue. They have to deliver. I, I forget what it is. You guys in the chat probably know. Uh, they have to deliver something within a time frame on a consistent okay. basis. And it, it's kind of like really how we talk about, uh, trademark preservation comics from Marvel. Yeah. Right. Like right. Something, something like the bug one shot solely to keep the trademark and preserve the trademark. That's what they're doing. And it's, you know, corporate bean counters don't care. It's short-sighted. It ruins the brand. They yeah. keep it. Off-brand enough that it doesn't taint the Spider brand. I mean, you know, the average civilian looks at Madame Web and goes, "What the hell is this?" Um, who right. cares?
1: You gonna go see it? no, nah, nah. I'll wait till it comes to uh, to streaming services. I'm, I really don't have. I, I I have been beaten down by, by Marvel movies recently, and uh, I want to retain that spark of hope that fantastic four is going to be good, uh, or, um, whatever else, whatever next they come out. I
0: want to, to keep that spark alive. Sony could send me a check for $400 and I would not watch it. Oh, that's a lie. Of course I, would. Uh, <laughs> I dare you Sony to send him a check. Prove it. Sony. <laughs> put your money where your mouth is speaking of putting your money where your mouth is support the show. Yes, you can become a member. For our channel, right here on the YouTube's, for the low, 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 low cost of two ninety nine a month. Say it, Richard. It's less than a Starbucks. Thank you. Less than a copy of the new issue of Captain America. In fact, which is really yeah. depressing. Show your support. Get a few perks as well. <clears throat> you get to hear me cough like that live on members only live streams. You get extra showing. And- me talk about crying. Yes. <laughs> If you were a member you would hear that richard <laughs> um no show and tell episodes on wednesdays where richard will cry we'll make him cry trust me uh shout outs in future videos new members look at the new members the names the names richard look at them on the screen uh richard and i are going to shows in fact we got hit up uh, about neo comic-con coming up again in august of this year richard should I plan my plane tickets now i think so right yeah yeah it will be a good time plus many other shows before then just hit join right here next to the subscribe button if you're on youtube if you're listening on the podcast and you feel the need for speed go on to youtube go to the channel hit subscribe while you're at it join there uh and if you're watching this on the live premiere i swear this time for sure i'm giving away free one month gift memberships during the live premiere of this episode last month or last week, I screwed it up uh, technically. Hopefully I've got it all worked out this week. So if you're in the live chat right now, you might suddenly get a uh, notification saying you are a member for free for one month. And we're done with the hard sell. Time for show and tell. A oh, boogie boy, oh, oh. Mm, Show and <laughs> tell screen. Oh, oh no,
1: John has a new toy.
0: <laughs> Richard do you want to start sure why don't you start
1: i i I, i'm gonna start off with you talking about fantastic four fantastic four annual number two now we have not heard of who the villain is going to be in the new fantastic four movie but i have my hopes as to who potentially the new villain
0: did you want to give anybody a hint
1: i i i i think people get the hint um this this is uh, annual number two this is really really a hard book to come across in high grade uh it is one of those square bound books that uh just just is is difficult to get um to survive in high quality so this is an a5 this is one of the highest grades i've ever seen
0: where did you get that why do i why do i not remember you having this book
1: no really no i got this Oh, I got this from eBay, I believe. I did to check my notes. How long um, ago? About almost a year, a year and a half ago. Good for you. Good, very
0: high grade for that book.
1: Yeah, and it has that lovely multicolored Fantastic Four logo that I really just enjoy beyond measure. Sixty-three,
0: sixty-four. They did that, and it just—it works on queen size Millie the model. It doesn't quite work here. Uh, not so much, not so much. Patsy's but yeah, fashion.
1: early, early Fantastic Four, early, early Doom, and uh, I like this much better than Annual One with Mariner on the cover and and all that luggedy blood. I
0: I do like that. I love that book. I have a theme. I have a theme. Oh. Uh, da, da, da. My theme this week is big and little. Okay. Okay. That's so Ant Man. That's what she said. Man. Uh, close. Big books, little books, starting with a big book. Ah, Treasury. I found it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> where was li- it? If you've listened to this show for a while, like I was saying about running jokes, you've heard me mention that I, I've i lost my 2001 Treasury edition. I had no idea where it was. Um, I was cleaning the garage this weekend, looking for some stuff. Uh, and I came across a box. I was actually looking for a DVD, completely separate, um, unrelated, something that wasn't available on streaming. I wanted to watch. And as I'm going through my boxes looking for the DVD, I come across this box. Inside the box, all my Jack Kirby collector tabloids that I thought I threw away when I moved. I have a whole box of them. I was so excited. Plus, my Treasury editions were in this box, including. By two thousand and one. I know I didn't throw it away. I knew I still had it somewhere, and I finally found it. it it's gorgeous. I mean, it looks looks a great condition. I've never pressed a Treasury edition. It, it's got a bit of a spine roll. It's got. I love. I love that it has an arrival date of June twenty second <laughs> on it from uh, nineteen seventy six. But it is. It's it's beautiful shape. Um, if they graded Treasury editions, this would be a nine four easy. Uh, I wouldn't say it's a nine, six, a nine, two, nine, four, but, uh, you guys, uh, heard a few weeks ago about us discussing DC, trying to assert their rights over this property. Uh, it's never been reprinted. It probably, you never will be reprinted for the absolute near future. So if you can get one of these and you're a Kirby fan, it's amazing. Uh, so that's my first big book. What do you have next? Let's see.
1: I'm going to pull out. I have a Captain America, all new Captain America. Uh, this is 2018. I don't remember which year this is. That's not
0: Captain America. That's,
1: that's that's why I picked it. Okay. Um, This is now the current Cap in the MCU. This is Sam I I hear you. I I, I hear you. And I uh, understand that sentiment. And frankly, I, I, I tend to agree. But this is the current, current Captain America. My question, and the reason why I bring this in is, is this going to continue to be the Captain America in the MCU? Are we afraid-,
0: afraid of reshoots?
1: Well, we talked about in 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 you know in the members only stream. We talked about um you know um Captain America going back in time to return the uh Infinity Stones. He could have done a lot of different things while they're in the past. Um so we we don't really know. we don't really know. I I I hesitate on investing a lot of money in Sam Wilson as Cap. Not that I don't think he's a, he, you know, the, I can't remember the actor's name who plays him, but his, his series was very, very well done. I mm-hmm. thought it was
0: great. Falcon yeah. and Winter we Soldier was good. I really enjoyed
1: yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. It was great. So uh, I don't, I don't have necessarily, a, I don't have a problem with an African American Captain America. I have a problem with, with Cap not being Steve Rogers. <laughs> That's that's the whole thing. Cap has been Steve Rogers since 1940 something. Mm-hmm. I, I it's just, it's just one of those things where the identity is tied to the individual, I yeah. think. And, and it's been proven, you know, he when he stopped being Captain America and he and he was just simply the captain. Mm-hmm. He was still Steve Rogers, you know, the, you know, he still had that that. Um, yeah. So so that's that was. One.
0: mark Greenwald's entire point with that story was just because it's a costume doesn't make you captain america
1: exactly exactly so i don't know what's going to happen with this i really don't i have i have a a bunch of books related to um sam as cap and i again i don't it's i don't have a problem with him being captain america i have a problem with captain america not being steve rogers it's completely semantics it sounds like but that's that's my problem
0: I might be wading into, into muddy waters here that I shouldn't be wading into, but that's never stopped me before. He's no longer the Falcon. That takes away one of the few legacy African American superheroes that was his own person, not yeah. an offshoot, not not you know uh, a, a, a a a spinoff character. He was the Falcon, and it was mm-hmm. Sam Wilson. And now there's no there's a new Falcon. Whatever. You know, it, it, it. I don't know. It's weird. It is weird,
1: and you're right. Whatever. It's not. We don't have any investment in the new Falcon. Um, mm-hmm. we had an investment in 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 Sam as the Falcon, even you know in, in the MCU and the comics. Um, yeah, it's 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 weird when Marvel messes with the formula of of such an iconic character, and yeah. I can understand wanting to update it to modern times. But there are some some things I think um just transcends you know different generations. And I you know Sam you know Sam is great, but you know Steve is Captain America.
0: The fans spoke. The fans let it be known the Sam Wilson Captain America series got canceled. So I don't know what to tell you. Um when the fans speak, you gotta listen, I suppose. Do do, no. do they does Marvel listen when the fans speak? No. <laughs> no. And in some cases, you gotta ignore the fans, but in this case, I don't know. All right, yeah. big and little. Okay. Back to, all right. You did big. Mm-hmm. Now little. Richard, I give you bubble funnies. <laughs> all right. He's holding a teeny tidy copy of the Hulk. Incredible Hulk. Oh man. Bubble funnies were sold. At the candy counter, mm-hmm. they came. There's the back bubble funnies, it's circa 1978, I believe. They came with a piece of gum wedged in here, the back cover. Oh, is 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 it archival gum? <laughs> no, I believe I chewed it in 1978, <laughs> uh, and it has a little comic book inside, drawn by Herb Trimpe versus Mm -hmm. the leader. Obviously, lots of uh, subplots and deep characterization in this story, the room they had to work with. Um, But there are several of these. This is the Hulk one. And there was many of these I used to have all of them. I don't know what I have four that have survived. Uh, Mm -hmm. Richard, this one's for you. Spider woman. Okay. Versus Dr. Doom. There he is, uh, Spider-Woman versus Dr. Doom. Then we have Sabrina, the Teenage Witch, mm-hmm. and everyone's favorite te- uh, perennial teenager, Archie. Is that the, 80s, the 80s-ish, The 80s most 80s cover you've ever seen? Is this the yeah, 80s? Yeah, Archie and Veronica on roller skates, yeah. I gotta eat my cheaters here. What year was this? It doesn't say. Uh, but bubble funnies. I, I remember. I never saw these before, uh, and I was on vacation at my grandmother's house in Sandusky, Ohio, miles and miles away from where I grew up. And I saw them, and I was like, oh, "These are comic books!" And they have. Bu-. I had to buy them all. There was a Captain America one. There's a Spider Man one. I don't have them, but uh, bubble funnies. Sweet. What do you have next?
1: uh let's see i'm uh, talking about i you know i've had wall books here and some of people may not see the wall books that are on the wall over here um this is uh showcase 22 right am i right no, i'm sorry showcase 79 Duh. <laughs> uh dolphin first appearance our first cover appearance of dolphin um i just love i just love this cover this is this is a book that i bought for the cover uh it's also a high grade book which is it's a tough that green is tough to um, to get in high grade. So A5 to me is as high as I'm going to get within my price range.
0: That's like a nine and for any other Silver Age DC.
1: J. Scott Pike
0: yeah, is the the artist. Famous romance artist, did a lot of romance comics from Atlas and DC back in the day. Did you buy that raw and submit it yourself? I did not. Oh, okay. I not. I Why don't this. You- I bought the, pardon? why do i remember you buying it raw i have
1: ha- i've had raw copies of it um and then i got this uh i believe i got this at neocon a number of uh, two years ago that's and, two uh, for
0: you eric the third one we will charge you yeah right <laughs>
1: uh so anyway yeah this high, high grade uh good girl art kind of cover and um Love it. This is this is this is one of those permanent collection books. I I have a a, a good attachment to this book.
0: I can't ever see you selling that one unless it's you get an upgrade. Um, Yeah. Big, little, back to big. Something else I found in the garage that I completely forgot I had. Frankly. How are the treasury edition number twelve with the defenders? Uh, Important book. It has a new story where Howard uh, joins the defenders. Howard is officially a defender. If you look at the Marvel uh, official guide to the Marvel universe, Howard is listed as a defender. It's pretty high grade, grade. except for see that bottom corner. Oh, that's too bad. Yeah. I don't know what happened. It got scrapes. Yeah. You know, these things don't store very well, which, I love this. I love my 2001. I love my Captain America bicentennial battles, which is over here. Where do I keep them? They end up in the garage in a box. I can't buy a bag of a hundred Treasury Edition bags. I have three Treasury Editions. So, viewers, I suggest all of us go in together on a bag of Treasury Edition bags. <laughs> between all of us we we might make a (laughs) hundred we'll invest together and then we'll divide them amongst all the people that contribute leave a message in the chat if you want to i thought you were going to say we should all petition cbcs to grade treasury editions can you imagine how big that slab would end up being? it would be huge um i don't know i just i feel bad because they're not bagged they're not boarded but i'm not paying uh, uh, dollars for a bag of yeah. treasury edition bags and boards, and I'm not going to use but three. Unfortunately, uh, Eric, you
1: know, our friend at ComicsRGO, was selling treasury bags and boards, one, you know, individuals.
0: And so I bought
1: five of them to bag mine.
0: So hmm. noted. Okay. Does he yeah. sell sizes to fit bubble funnies? <laughs> <laughs>
1: that I don't know. You could probably fit 40 different one bubble funnies at one.
0: I, wonder, I do wonder if CGC would grade bubble funnies because they do grade those little March they of comics giveaways, you know, so mm-hmm. me. they're, they're
1: funny looking too, because they seal the inner well to mm-hmm. the small size of the, of yeah. the going to make them cut a piece of micro, micro chamber paper small
0: enough to fit in there. Exactly. Uh, I love these bubble funnies because they, uh, oh, you know what? I'm looking spider woman does end up in bondage in the spider. So, oh hey kids comics. <laughs> All right. Let's go to everyone's favorite segment. Yours and mine, Richard. It is viewer mail. You've got mail. You didn't have another show and tell, did you? No, we're good. Okay. My first piece of viewer mail is from Peyton ardoin Sorry, Peyton, if I pronounce your last name wrong. Uh, talking about, I talked about the first uh burn art, Claremont burn on the X-Men Iron Fist 15 last week. And I said, do people care about the first artist, uh, drawing, like, you know, uh, I believe it was Marvel team up 53 was the first John Bernard on the X-Men. Do people put value to that anymore? And Peyton writes, I think a character's reception and popularity can often be directly tied to, or at least heavily influenced by the artist's portrayal of them. I'm 32 years old and I value some artists first works almost as much as other key issues on that note. I think Daredevil 16, first John Romita Sr. work drawing Spider-Man, is far too undervalued. But I guess it might be more sought after if it were in the ASM title. Uh, Peyton, Daredevil 16 is insanely undervalued. You have first John Romita Sr. You've got, I believe that's a Spider Woman cross or Spider-Man crossover. It is a Spider-Man crossover. Um, key key book. Used to command a premium back in the day in the Overstreet when you would go to Walden Books when you were uh, trusted to go walk away from your parents for about an hour and meet them back at the food court in front of Blimpy's at 4:30, uh, and I would go and look at the Overstreet for an hour in Walden Books because it was 9.95. Richard, that is so much allowance money I cannot afford it, so I have to go to Walden Books, look at the Overstreet, and memorize it every time we go to the mall. Uh, I agree with you, Peyton. Under undervalued. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Senior's Spider early
0: Spider-Man though is kind of. Yeah. He's imitating Ditko. Yeah. <laughs> when, when he first comes on, if you look, he's imitating Ditko for those first few issues, and it's kind of like, oh, that's what he's doing. And then he kind of settles in and does John Ramita. Yeah. It's you know, it's hard to fall in Ditko's shoes. I can't, I can't no. uh, gainsay that. Good. Only Frank Robbins could draw legs like that. All right, what's your first? (laughs) Uh,
1: My first piece is from Thomas J. He he submitted a a comment on the Bronze and Modern GODS website. Gobsmack. Gobsmack. I found your podcast a year ago, and it's by far my favorite podcast on any topic. Oh, cool. Thank you so much. Since I had uh, run uh, ran out of current material to listen to, I started going backwards and in, into your older podcast. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> on, on a May 2022 podcast, you had a listener write that he was torn paying $650 for a Batman Batman 125 Chip Zdarsky 1 250 ratio variant. Mm. John said. Uh, Try to work a deal with the LCS and maybe uh, pay only $450 for it. Richard said, wait, these modern variants rarely hold value over the the ratio count, $250 for 250 uh, ratio. Richard said, hold off and buy it when it comes down. Knowing this podcast was almost two years ago, I decided to look on eBay and see see who gets the kudos. As suspected, all the kudos goes to Richard as the CGC90 currently listed at $189 and raw for eighty nine dollars. I said till uh this just I said this just to point out that there is still entertainment value in the older shows. Thank you for what you do. Uh, you make my trip to work enjoyable. Hope to be an avid listener for many more years to come. Thanks, Thomas, I appreciate it. Yeah. I you know it's so easy to get caught up in the FOMO of these titles and the uh, rare variants and ratio variants, and you know, paying two hundred, paying three times the ratio, you know, sometimes seems to be a wise choice. Other times, you know, it it, it doesn't. Most times, these variants just don't hold the value of the uh, the a cover. So, um, buy with. Some reservations and and think about the book and as a long-term investment if you're planning on investing. If, if you want to buy the book because you like the variant cover, I've got plenty of variant covers I just bought. I really don't care what they're worth. I wanted the, the particular artwork that went with it. But if you're looking for an investment or a speculation, be very careful about buying these variant covers. Look, people,
0: I was excited about NFTs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so... Grain of salt, uh, this is not investment advice and you should always consult a lawyer or a financial advisor. My first piece of your email is from a longtime member, Mark LaPuma, hi Mark. Uh, for the fella asking about the amazing Spider-Man 129 for reference, and we're talking about last week where someone wanted to buy a, a first appearance of the Punisher and it had tape on it and a hole in the cover. I believe it uh, had a footprint on it, uh, <laughs> a bug was smashed in the middle of it. Um, uh, I had one graded last year that unfortunately had a cigarette burn in the back cover that went through a page as well. Came back a 4.5. Mm. I'd recommend the CGC grading guidelines book as well. I found it very helpful as I mostly buy raw and grade my own books. Thanks, John and Richard. Thank you, Mark. Mark, do you agree with that grade? 4.5 cigarette burn that cover. Mark or LaPuma. Richard, do you agree with that grade?
1: Uh, with the cigarette hole, no, I, I really don't. Uh, you know, to me, that's
0: three. Um, Mark, I'd love to see sorry. it. I want to see it. Is it a yeah. little hole? You know, uh, dude, God bless you for having it come back a 4.5. That's amazing. Um, mm-hmm. maybe, maybe I'm being a little too harsh on it, but uh, dude, it's kind of a gift grade.
1: Yeah. And he's, he's, he speaks about the, 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 um, grading guide which yep. CGC see just post on their website. And it tells you exactly, well, it gives you a sentence to describe what CGC considers each of the different grades. There's also a section for, for uh, page uh, quality. Um, so if you wanna check that out, it will give you a rough idea what a, the difference between a 4.5 and a 4.0 is, for example. Indeed, uh, what is your next piece of viewer mail? my next piece of your mail is from a member indian uh indiana guy indiana guy is a frequenter of our uh, live live uh podcasts i finally picked up my fantastic four number 20 congratulations uh it's a grail for my pc do either think molecule man will play a part in the secret wars uh mcu rendition similar to the 2015 series I feel he is needed, but wonder about if he will ever be per, uh, even be portrayed. Keep up the good work, by the way, Richard. Looking forward to your FF corner box. Always great content uh, that keeps me coming back. Worth more than a Starbucks beverage. Indeed. <laughs> uh, yeah, thanks, Indiana guy. I I, I don't know. Mo- Molecule Man is oh
0: man, that'd be tough it's, on film. Yeah. Cause yeah. he can do anything you know well, it-
1: he, he, he's like that he's like vehicle when i could see him if, if they need some radical change or some something um you know he's kind of the character that could do that mm-hmm. But
0: but uh, turn samuel back to the falcon
1: <laughs> right well if he let me put it this way if he is in uh, in the secret wars he won't survive the secret wars i feel
0: yeah. Um, it's interesting. Uh, he, he can do anything with his little magic wand. Uh, and he is usually beaten by uh, psychological manipulation. Mm-hmm. So you'd have to come up with a real good, I mean, visually it'd be impressive, but you know, was there a rule for the molecule man that he couldn't, it wouldn't work on organic matter. I think that was the rule for the molecule man. Um, because what, going to stop him from turning the entire fantastic four into sand immediately okay the movie's over (laughs) credits roll (laughs) right i mean how do you deal with a character that has that
1: kind of capabilities
0: yeah um yeah stan and jack would have come up with creative ways to use him uh jim shooter you know uh put him with Volcana. remember in secret wars 2 there were a couple and right Uh yeah so uh, that takes a lot of work i don't know um my next piece of your mail is from mark vega you know what? After you started trashing that Hulk annual by John Byrne last week's show, I was just reminded of my talk, talk with Mike Bosberg over at the California Comic-Con. Ever since I saw your video interview with Ron Mars, I think you mean Ron Friends, at LA Comic-Con, I've been trying to talk to artists who attend cons about their past work. I want to know more about their stories since they're getting older and we don't know how long they'll be here with us. I had Mike Fosberg sign my Punisher number 5. And when he saw it, he said, you just had to bring this book. He said he was (laughs) rushed to finish the pencils on that book. He was given two weeks. And when he submitted it, the editors at Marvel told him it was some of the worst work they've seen. I was laughing. Thought I would share. He's a nice guy. I'm definitely going to be talking to more artists like that at Con. Yes, Mark. That's why they're there. You know, we were nervous to talk to Chaykin. I look back now and I think we should have Gone and talked yeah. to Chicken, um, Mike Vosberg. It was a Chicken uh, assistant, I believe. He used to work in Chicken Studio. He started off kind of as a bit of a Howard Chicken clone. He was famous for drawing a lot of the female titles, like Starfire and uh, uh, things like that. I'm blanking on the other ones he drew. Um, but you know, if if an editor gives you an assignment, hey, we need this book in two weeks, and you hack it out and you make the deadline, they lose their right to tell you it's a bad right. job, right? You know, right. You know Mike Vosberg should have rolled the pages up into a cylinder and put it in the editor's posterior for putting him in that position, because that's you know, to go back to Salvador Loraque and our trashing of him, that's the difference here, you know. Uh, Salvador Laraca is squandering his talent in just hacking crap out Allah Don heck um this is it's someone being asked
1: company, yeah.
0: yeah this is someone asked being asked to deliver something because someone blew a deadline and they delivered to you and their career is gonna suffer because you know it's not the best work but they had to get it out and pay the rent so whoever the editor was I'm gonna guess it was probably Carl Potts Boo. Boo on you, Carl Potts. You don't don't ask someone for a rush job, then complain when you get a rush job. Mark, thank right. you for your, your email. Richard, what do you have? Mark. My last piece is
1: from uh comics watching four eight five
0: one. I like your avatar comics watching. I see. Yes. Yes. I another another another
1: person who, who knows what John likes. <laughs> <laughs> There are actually two more Miles series after Ultimate Comics 2011, before the one that Richard showed. There is Miles Morales, The Ultimate Spider Man in 2014, and Spider Man uh, 2016. That one is from 2018. I showed a comic, I I don't have it handy, but I showed the Miles Morales uh, Spider Man book. You know, it all started, I have, it it all started with this lovely, lovely thing. Um ultimate Fallout. So yeah, thank you. Thank you for the clarification. Um I kind of lost track because I I wasn't I didn't buy any of these books off the newsstand, any of these. Um these are all things that I purchased later. So my my timeline for the different series for Miles are a little little muddled.
0: So thank you. Yeah. Um, can you believe Miles Morales was created 13 years ago? I know. Uh, it just seems like it, everyone keeps, you know, the new Spider-Man, it's a fad. Miles is going to go away. It's like, you know, when rap came out in the eighties. <laughs> well, you think? Re- do you think, uh, Spider-Boy is a fad? Yes. Yeah, I do it's different. I mean, that's, th- this was, uh, this was something that was new and needed. As opposed to something just completely derivative, and you know, Marvel fans when we were growing up, Richard, what did we used to make fun of DC and Superman for? Supergirl, Superboy, Super, super, family. super <laughs> Superman family. It's so infantile and childish. Here we are. uh She was on the other foot. Marvel. Yeah, yeah. You know, I I never thought
1: of in that context, but you're right. Yeah. It's the old Marvel family, you know,
0: taking all these, you know, boy. Where, where's uncle Dudley, Spider-Man? I, I, we're waiting for you. Boy, you know what we sound like, Richard? Yes. We sound like a couple of old farts. farts. (gasps) It's the old fart rule. Hi, new viewers. What is the old fart rule you ask? it's pretty self-explanatory it's when we go back 40 years to the books that shaped us old farts in the comic book collecting community we're in 1984 richard we're a year ahead than we were last year that's how years work now you know that's pretty much how they work (laughs) just want to make sure everyone was clear on how years work uh prince namor the submariner particularly issue two this was a four issue miniseries by Bob Budiansky and JMD Matias. Uh, this was the first Submariner series since his, uh, sh- his, uh, show, his series was canceled in the, uh, mid seventies. Um, it's interesting this miniseries because it came after there was one announced that was going to be by Jim Shooter and Alan Weiss that was in production forever and it never came out. Uh, this miniseries in typical JMD Matias, uh, uh, way, you know, it's always a social issue with with him. It seems it touches on the poverty and the rebellion in the outer colonies of Atlantis. Here's the hook that got me though. In this issue, it ties in nicely with Namor remembering the shame he felt as being a homeless man on the streets of New York city before he was, yeah, there it is. See their face. That's exactly the <laughs> reaction I had. I forgot about that. You know, yeah. when, the human torch discovers him in fantastic four number four he's living in a flop house. he's living in a uh, he's a hobo he's got right you know he, he's got a stick on his shoulder with a little cloth bag behind it with his speedo inside i guess um yeah i thought that was a neat little callback that we don't we don't it's a it's a forgotten era of the submariner you know between world war ii and whenever the fantastic four now takes place he was homeless and, and amnesiac that was an interesting way of just you know
1: dealing with that transition from
0: golden age to to silver yeah. age yeah for sure um for, as far as this book i'm assuming you were reading comics then did you read this book you're a, you're a big namor fan i am a big namor fan i read the the namor series i don't remember this mini series though it was before that it was a few years before that uh a cgc 9.8 of this issue sold in December for $60. Twist, plot twist. Meanwhile, a CBCS 9.8 of this book sold the same month in December for $99. <gasps> Mythbusters. <laughs> you know, it's a it's one example, but I just found that interesting. A CBCS copy sold for $30 more than a CGC yeah. copy. Uh-oh underrated books of the week. Richard, is this really underrated? Uh,
1: I, You know, okay. So I picked a Daredevil 227, uh, which is the start of the apocalypse storyline. And I I, I f- think there are a lot of daredevils, especially, you know, given that this is a Frank Miller story, uh, doesn't get the due that it deserves. Uh, just to back up a little bit. So, so Karen Page, who was... Um, Matt's secretary and his old girlfriend uh, is on Skid Row she's a drug addict she's in Mexico and
0: she needs money
1: she's You're leaving herself. out a very
0: important part that she was as well what she was a drug addict addict she was mm. in Mexico she was doing pornography oh, that's
1: yes, she was yeah they right she she was uh, popular at the stag parties. They said in the book,
0: at least make um,
1: a a stage name, Karen. Come on. <laughs> so she sells, you know, she sells the only thing she has left, which is you know the identity of Matt Murdock of 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 Daredevil, the secret identity. And so she sells it to her to her um, her uh, drug supplier, who then it works its way up the chain of of different criminals until it gets to the kingpin. And the kingpin then knows, you know, his nemesis' identity, and spends, you know, six months preparing to destroy Matt Mur- Murdock's life, and does a really, really good job of doing it. Um, you know, ends up uh, bribing people and threatening people to to tell lies, gets um, the bank to foreclose on Matt's house, and you know if you know it's, look at the trials of job you know it's 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 taking a character and stripping away all of all of the normalcy that they have and you know exposing the things that makes him tick and makes him a hero and you know the storyline is 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 hard to read but it it, it really shapes him moving forward and um you know, it's it's Frank Miller's art. Frank Miller did the art in the story, and yeah, you know Dave, this. Dave, Dave, Dave Mazucchelli did the art. Frank just Dave Mazzicelli it. was listed as
0: also a part of. Yeah. Uh, yeah, did he do the art in the whole book? He did the whole the whole story arc. Frank wasn't drawing at this point; he was just writing. Ah, okay. Um, you know, Frank. That's why Frank, it looks so good.
1: <laughs> yeah, that was my point, I, and and I was a bit confused because it says, <laughs> you know, if you look at an edition, it says Frank did. Uh, it was Frank and and uh, the other gentleman. Yeah, um, you know, it's, it's, it's story is great. And uh, if you haven't had an opportunity to read it, it's been reprinted several times. But uh, I listed this as under underrated because I think a lot of Daredevil's storyline um, is underrated. I'm hoping we're going to see interest in it because of the Daredevil TV series and Echo. And and, you know, Kingpin is a prominent part of that as 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 uh Daredevil. So we'll, we'll we'll see. But anyway, um, this book, the 9.8, goes for $173. There's a new stand uh, variant as well that goes for $410. I've got a copy. I just didn't pull it. I have a copy of my collection because this was back 1986. I was hot and heavy in, in my comic book collecting, and I was reading Daredevil because, you know, it's just, it was good good stories back then. It was a good good book
0: to read. This is one of those examples where a name gets to come onto a title and completely blow everything up, you know, to the point where you change the essential nature of the book. And then he gets Uh to leave, you know, he doesn't have to write the follow-up. So you've taken away Matt Murdock's identity, his law profession, you know, his life, and then you leave, go to Hollywood. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and who's you supposed to pick this up now? What what are you supposed to do with it? Amazingly, after a couple of aimless fill-ins, Ann Nacenti comes on the book and she has to follow this up. And she does, you know, she makes Matt a volunteer lawyer in Hell's Kitchen. You know, I, Frank, Frank did set that up, but you know, she had to write it. She had to make it work. Um, at least Alan Moore had the courtesy of making the superman stories imaginary when he wrote uh-huh. and destroyed everything it was swamp thing you know it was gonna die anyway and he he wrote the follow-ups you know he right, right. he constructed it but he stayed on so it's i believe of all people john byrne made this point you know it's real easy to be a star come on a book blast everything apart make this revolutionary change then leave it's really impressive to stay on and make that excitement continue for years Mm -hmm. and years, says the man who left several books after five or six issues. Uh, Now, to be fair, he stayed on the Fantastic Four, there's one. So Mm -hmm. I while I love, you know, Born Again, while I love that story, I always read it thinking "Eh, it's kind of unfair to everyone else, you get to come in and destroy the toys. And then you know you don't have to clean up the mess afterwards.
1: You know you could also look at it as as a challenge. You know you, you've you've got this broken thing and uh, you get to rebuild it in the way that you want to rebuild it. And I think she did a great job in Born Again pulling the pieces that uh, Frank Miller tossed around. Um, and I and I think Daredevil's
0: a stronger character for it. Anacenti arguably creating the last great new Daredevil villain, Typhoid Mary, uh-huh. you know, I mean, that's impressive. I, you think about, you know, these are, uh, these iconic villains. Has there been one since Typhoid Mary for Daredevil? I don't think so. Um, yeah, I think the, before that, you could probably go back to bullseye as being the last iconic one. So, you know, Frank, great. Who did you create? You used the kingpin and you used bullseye. You didn't really nuke, you created nuke, I suppose. I don't know. Uh, So I come to damn Frank Miller with faint praise.
1: (laughs) Uh, Frank, Frank, Frank Miller is, is he's a good, he's a great writer. In my opinion, artists, sometimes his, his work isn't my favorite, but I love his just like Alan Moore. I love his 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 work.
0: Thumbs down. Thumbs down gesture. Uh, My underrated book this week. We've been talking a lot about Conan the Barbarian uh-huh. keys this uh, past couple of weeks. Um, and by the way, I keep saying Conan because of Conan O'Brien. It's Conan <laughs> the Barbarian. Remember how we always used to mispronounce Conan's name as Conan O'Brien until we learned that it was Conan. Now I'm doing the same thing for Conan the Barbarian. Conan the Barbarian, issue 275. This was the last issue of the original long-running Marvel series. Look at that Colin McNeil cover, beautiful. Uh, What's interesting is the the book is canceled, but the story actually continues in Savage Sword of Conan Magazine, number 218. Savage Sword of Conan, would actually run for another two years past the regular title. I did not know that until I started doing the research here. It is tough in 9.8. This is why it's almost an entirely all black cover along the spine, everywhere. Um, there's a single sale in the past year for $475 for this book. This is my copy signed by Roy Thomas. Nice at the top there. This is a sticker on the bag, which I need to remove. I have not taken it out of this bag because of the seal. <clears throat> it is uh, number 595 of 750 copies signed by limited treasured editions. Uh-huh. It I bought it in an auction. It's kind of got storage issues. If you look, um, it's a little bendy. It needs a press. I think I'm going to take it out and submit it to CBCS with all this documentation. And hopefully Uh it'll come back with a yellow label. I'm sure it will. Um, Conan the Barbarian would be relaunched six months later as Conan the Adventurer that would run for 14 issues followed by a series simply titled Conan that ran 11 issues. That's when they tried to image comics it up. Remember I showed that cover from that series a while ago where it's all Joe Bennett cover he's all Rob Liefeld. He you all had a visceral reaction to that. And that was followed by a series of Conan miniseries until Marvel gave up the rights in the late 90s. So uh, Conan the Barbarian, 275. Why do
1: you think Conan ran so long? If you think about it, you know, it went from the early 70s mm-hmm. all the way through the 90s and various, you know, various series. Why do you think it was so
0: popular? Conan the Barbarian, Ghost Rider. Jonah Hex, G.I. Combat, books that comic book readers poo poo. Eh, whatever. They're not superheroes. Civilians on the newsstand ate them up. They would sell through on the newsstand back in the day when the newsstand was a thing. If you were a civilian, a non collector, and you actually enjoyed reading comics and you were picking up your copy of uh, Harley Monthly or chicks and guns or whatever you buy, and you see Conan the Barbarian, you're gonna throw it in your bag with you, along with that GI combat dollar comic. That's why they Mm -hmm. ran so long. People forget GI combat and Sergeant Rock ran until like 1986, 87. Um, Newsstand sales kept those books alive. Ghost Rider was a dog of a book Uh, in the direct market. That's why it got canceled in 81. However, it sold really well on the newsstand. And that's what kept it alive for so many years. So there's many examples like that It doesn't happen anymore. Um, because the newsstand market is non existent right. And by the way. It's kind of a good thing the newsstand market is non existent. When's the last time you looked at a magazine in the supermarket checkout aisle? It's been forever. I encourage you next time you're at the supermarket, everybody, the magazine racks are there. Pick one up and look at the price. $14.99 for a magazine. Holy moly. $14.99 for your magazines that are on the newsstand now.
1: Is it because their print runs are so small? I mean, if I look for anything, I I just look to the internet. I don't necessarily because yeah. it's just in print in a magazine. Like I used to read car magazines all the time. Yeah. It's out of date by the time it gets to the you know the
0: printers and on the newsstand. I used to read muscle and fitness for the workouts and, <laughs> uh, clarification. and it was not 1499 back then. Uh, yeah, no. I mean, if I was going to spend 1499 back then, I'd buy an issue of honcho. Hey, that is a hint that it's time to wrap things up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we will see everybody on Wednesday for members and everyone else. We'll catch you next week. Yep. Everybody stay safe.